0: Love
1: Talk Radio. Physical athletes are a dime a dozen. It's, it's your head, heart, and gut that separates you from the others.
2: Hi, everyone. It's another good day. It's been a gorgeous week, hasn't it? For me, it's Good to meet you again along the journey. Today I was intending to pose to you the question, are champions born or made? I had in mind to hone in on an essential element of a champion's makeup, mental toughness. I kept calling to mind what Billie Jean King calls emotional strength. I was chewing on these thoughts during the U.S.T. Regional this week, and one of the kids' mothers sat beside me, and we began to talk. Her name is Lisa Morris. I told her I was going to quote her on the journey. She laughed. Her son is playing in the, on the 14s, and she was sharing with me her thoughts on sending him to college on athletics on college costs, on the possible trade-offs between the expenditures preparing a child to be a serious athlete, on recreation. It's so expensive, she said. And like many other parents, it is not that she had the answers. She was tossing things around, trying to figure it all out, wanting to make the wise decisions, I thought, and I was listening with particular interest. Then she said something that I grabbed a hold of because of the way she conveyed it. She said, I don't have any guarantee that spending money on a sport will make it cheaper for him to go to college. It's a toss-up. You might make your money back or you might not. I spend the money on him learning tennis because it teaches him so much about life, and the most valuable lesson it can teach him, which we all need to learn, is how to deal with a loss. You can't avoid it in life, and in tennis he has to deal with it on his own. He doesn't have anyone to blame, no one else can share a loss with him. It is his loss, and he has to deal with it on his own. That's why I spend the money on tennis It teaches him early to deal with life and loss. So I told her I will quote her, and as she laughed, she said, I did not originate that thought. It is just true. So I said, but I heard it from you. Thank you, Lisa. I'm fortunate to be accompanied by a psychologist today, And we're going to hear from an array of other folks as well on the topic of dealing with defeat, that other side of victory. We're all in this together. We all deserve the opportunity to be the best that we can be. To those of you new to the journey, along the journey we meet fascinating folks with novel solutions to life's tricky little problems. We play a few games too, and we track the remarkable characters of three classic books. A Sounds Like Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Innocent. Time to begin again. All of which you can find on Barnes and Noble or Amazon for your Nuke, your Kindle, your iPad, or any of your digital devices. So let me ask you this question How do you deal? feet. In one of our books, Illicit, A Time to Begin Again, Mary Norma, who is confronted with life and death issues, defines what we call mental toughness or emotional strength as grit, G-R-I-T. For anyone spiritually tuned or of a religious bent, GRIT, G-R-I-T, as Mary Norma describes it, stands for God-restored intestinal toughness, GRIT, the integration of the head, the heart, and the gut. Let's first pick up on a conversation with David Kutzer on our last episode. How I got into law school.
3: Um, you know, Neville. Um, throughout our lives, you know, we we um, on our path to wherever we go, we 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 come across a lot of obstacles, you know, and a lot of things that that really try to throw us off from from our path and. and you know when i was when i was coming to 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 college i still you know obviously somewhere in my mind i wanted to be to be a, at some point a professional athlete um then you know after 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 playing for a little bit i, I started getting some, some some injuries in in my back and my shoulder and and um i really knew at that point that that i'm not going to make it for sure and um i I know i started um I started getting a little depressed about it and and I really didn't know what I'm gonna do with my life and and then one of my great friends here here in dallas um told me this this one quote that that he really likes and um and it, it in what it says is that um when when one door closes for us another one opens but some so often we look at. So long for uh, the door that closed for us that we completely missed the ones that that have opened, you know. And and you know, being a person that's that's really analytical and and being a psychology major and and really, you know, this this statement really made a lot of sense for me, you know. And just dealing with people and mm-hmm. and being around people and just looking at my own experiences, you know, in in, in from the past was, you know, when when something, you know um, something happened that, 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 you know, wasn't the, the, the right thing, you know, the thing that I wanted to happen. I, I I'll just sit and dwell on it forever, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of just, just moving on. And then, you know, I, I, I really, um, I really decided, you know, that, that, that this quote is going to be kind of like my, my life motto, you know, and, and, and something that I want to live by. And, Mm -hmm. and, and I try to do that, you know, whenever I can, whenever something happens that, that, you know, I I think is, 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 is or or that other people would think it's the end of the road. It mm-hmm. it really never is. Mm-hmm. You know, you you get a bad grade in school, it doesn't matter. You can you can get two better ones, you know, and mm-hmm. catch up. You know, you you get you, you you're an athlete, you get injured, well you can play tennis or you can play your sport. Um, you can become a coach, you know, you can become a mentor. You can become a s sp- agent. You know, there are there are a lot of other things that that um, you know, based on, on uh, really if you, thinking about that quote and 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 really um, mm, understanding understanding the the, the statement, um, really allows me to 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 take even the worst moments you know of, of, of my life and the worst experiences and turn them around you mm-hmm. know and always find. Find something new that 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 arises from from whatever happens.
2: Coach, notice of Austin Tennis Academy brought several athletes to the USTA Regionals in Dallas. I noticed him counseling one of his athletes after a loss. Uh, you can find related videos on this at ryosports.com. That's r y o s p o r t s dot com. I asked. Uh, Coach, notice how do you deal with an athlete that has suffered a defeat? Uh, then I spoke to these junior athletes for their reactions to the loss. Listen, it's just all about being a learning experience. It's all about taking the lessons from from the loss and and uh you know using those going forward and becoming a
0: better player, a better competitor.
2: But this is a loss in the finals. There's nothing to be, to be snousing about. It's, it's still... just, it's another match in a long process, and a, and in a, it's in, it's 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 like the, the fourth mile of a marathon here for these guys. So, go. There's going to be a lot more matches, a lot more national events, a lot more, you know, a lot more opportunities to to shine. And and these guys, are going in the right direction. They just got to learn from their losses. Great. Well I'm speaking to you just as you came off of the doubles finals. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? And I'll bring your partner in as well. You guys just competed in the doubles finals. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't,
1: pl- didn't play well. Yeah, didn't play as we wanted to. Uh they just outplayed us, out energized us. We just couldn't really pull things together in the match. They just played better than us on the day, but I'd love to play them again. No, oh, good. I noticed
2: that you were pretty disappointed of the loss, though. Yeah. Can you talk to me about that?
1: Uh, Whether it's first round or finals, it always hurts to lose, but you just got to take what you learn from that and apply in your next match so that you can win that match. Great, and how do you feel? I'm just disappointed, but it'll go away eventually. Just keep working hard, and then all the hard work will pay off and we'll get more chances like this, and hopefully we'll be able to come through next time. Okay.
2: Well, it's nice talking to you guys. Thanks. And I wish you many victories as you move on.
1: Thanks.
2: How do you deal with defeat? As some of you do know Nitin Nalan, he is a tennis player and an engineer. I thank him for coming by. Nitin, how do you deal with defeat?
0: So, as a tennis player on the court, I deal with victory and loss. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not in the term, terms of winning and losing a match, but much more common as winning and losing points.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And when I win a point, I can try and analyze and see what are the different things that I did which cost me to win that point. Is it something that I that I played well? Or is it something because of the weakness of my opponent, or what capitalized, or what did I capitalize on to win that point? Mm-hmm. At the same time, when I lose, maybe it's because something, some of the steps that I did, the formula of strokes that I play against my opponent, maybe th- those were not correct. Mm-hmm. Maybe he has some weapons which I don't have answer to, which mm-hmm. means that gives me an opportunity to analyze and say, how can I change that
2: mm-hmm.
0: without losing heart? Mm-hmm. How can I apply and win the next point, mm-hmm. so that's dealing with a loss mm-hmm. and we all we are all sad right. when we lose a point or when we lose a match, but the key is not to give up hope is not to give heart,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but to understand the steps that we need to to at first understand if whether we made any mistake is mm-hmm. it some mistake on our part, or is it because the opponent was much better than us or what what it is? And did we perform to the fullest of our potential? And the key thing is to try again, mm-hmm. but not try the same thing, because, <laughs> because practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes things perfect. Right. right. If you practice your mistakes perfectly, then you start making perfect mistakes. Right. Uh, now, I, let me repeat that,
2: because I like that statement. Uh, you say if practice doesn't make perfect, Perfect practice
0: makes perfect. Right. Right? I, yes. I I like that. Perfect practice. So, if you're on the court trying to train for a match or an event, and if you practice your mistakes perfectly without analyzing what or you're doing, you'll then doing you will know keep that. that you, you do your mistakes perfectly, and then you'd wonder, why did I lose? That's right. yes, right. probably the reason why you lost. I'm
2: going to make that statement up on Raya Sports. See Raya Sports. You'll see that statement again, and let me make sure I get it right. Practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. I I like it. I like it. I have the distinct pleasure of having Nitin's dad uh, with us. Uh, Mr. Ravouf is visiting from India. He's on vacation and he's a psychologist. And so I'd like him to discuss uh, this issues with us. Welcome to the journey, Mr. Ravoof. May we have the benefit of your expertise on this issue, dealing with defeat, victory, and loss.
4: Facing loss is a psychological factor. Mm -hmm. Loss and gain Mm -hmm. are both come together in life. When you enjoy a rose, you feel happy. The happiness is soft. Mm-hmm. It gives you pleasure to you mm-hmm. and make others also feel happy. Mm-hmm. But the loss mm-hmm. is painful. Mm-hmm. When you enjoy a rose mm-hmm. and its beauty, mm-hmm. you should keep it in mind that tomorrow this rose is going to wither off. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. At that time, what you will do? Mm-hmm. So you have to fix feel that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This joy and happiness is not long lived, it's a short one. Mm
2: -hmm.
4: After that, there will be a gap of sadness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you prepare your mind to face loss and gain, Mm -hmm. happiness and sad. Then you can maintain your life, maintain your reactions wherever you go. Mm I like it. I like it. Earlier in our discussion, you were talking about
2: um, whether you experience victory. All of us, uh, as in a tennis match, experience both victory and loss. And you were uh, teaching me about respecting the other party in in the matchup, whether that uh, other person is the victor or the loser. Talk to me about that.
4: When I... They- get a victory, mm-hmm. I enjoy, mm-hmm. I have every right to enjoy, You're right. Mm-hmm. but it's that enjoy, the joy, the happiness is like a rose, mm-hmm. there should be a softness mm-hmm. and a love behind it, mm-hmm. there should not be an aggression. Mm-hmm. When you understand that, mm-hmm. a person who is experiencing loss, mm-hmm. how you will feel it? Mm-hmm. So you should experience that. Mm-hmm. When I am success, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. At the same time when I lose, I am sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you should experience it. Mm-hmm. When I gain, when I, when I am victorious, mm-hmm. you should feel that the opponent is losing. Right. And he is sad. Mm-hmm. You should sympathize that. Mm-hmm. And feel for his and sadness. And
2: is that empathy intended for so I will gain balance, or why Why should I empathize with that person? There
4: the human value goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A very normal individual mm-hmm. should understand mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Should know how to respect the other person. Okay. Mm-hmm. So naturally, mm-hmm. you'll be balancing it. Mm-hmm.
2: That's good. I like it. I like it. Now one other thing that we talked about is Um, uh, and I'd be glad if you could explain this to the audience, uh, that a natural human desire for pleasure could come from either of two ways, Uh, in our example of using a match. Talk to us about that.
4: The human tendency is enjoy pleasure by doing good things, helping others, showing love and affection towards others and deriving pleasure. The other way of deriving pleasure is harming others. When they suffer, when they are in trouble, the person enjoys. There are two ways of enjoying pleasure. The first one, helping others, doing good things to others is like Mother Teresa who devoted, dedicated her life towards suffering, sufferance. Mm -hmm. The other one I said, enjoying pleasure by doing harm to others, like Hitler. Mm -hmm. So in it's not common. Enjoying pleasure by doing harm to others is not common. Mm -hmm. It's very few. Mm -hmm. It's not human tendency. Mm -hmm. You call it as an abnormal. Mm -hmm. But helping Mm others, enjoying pleasure by helping others Mm -hmm. is a Great human value,
2: Mm.
4: appreciated by the whole world, Mm -hmm. followed by everyone, that's more important. I love it. I love it. I love it.
2: So how do you deal with victory? And defeat. What Mr Ravus said about victory being like a rose has made an impression on me. A rose can enjoy it, enjoy it momentarily, but soon it will be gone. I like that. He calls victory a soft pleasure. There's so much about it that that is triggering me at this particular moment. Victory is like a rose. I'll think about that some more. We're all in this together. I'd like to share with you um, a video that I've been invited to share. It's actually on RyoSports.com, dot scom But I'll let you listen to the audio of it. Here is Billie Jean King on the Council of Fitness.
1: I think the celebration of Title IX is terrific, but any time you celebrate history, really really what it's talking about is what are we going to do now and in the future. It's a call to action. And we have to continue to provide education, uh, educational opportunities equally for both boys and girls. Before 1972, when Title IX was passed, there was quotas for girls that wanted to be doctors. Uh, I mean, the Ivy League schools were at 5% quotas uh, before 1972. Like, for instance, you wanted to go to medical school. So I always wondered why didn't we have more women, doctors, and lawyers? Well, if you keep the quota at 5%, you're not going to have too many women. But now, actually, it's reversed. Uh, 54% of the enrollments in higher education is, are women. So now I'm starting to worry about the guys a little bit. <laughs> so um, we got we got to keep both genders going strong on all cylinders. You know, we're all in this together. That's what Title IX represents to me. We are all in this together to help each other to be the best we can be, and that each and every one of us deserves the best that life has to offer. Every one of us, boys and girls. Title IX is great, but that's what are we going to do now and in the future with it um, for our pioneers? Yeah. So,
2: uh, We're all in this together. See you next week.